What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Doing well. You know, I got a phone call last week from Tavish. He said he's going to be on today. Awesome. We haven't 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 heard from him in a while. I hope he's doing well. Hasn't been on for like three weeks. He's been awful busy. He works a lot. So uh, he's going to be around today and maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. But I I think he said he's around today, possibly tomorrow. We were going to get Marty today, but Marty called this morning. He said uh, he's he's up to his eyeballs and work and he's off to he's off to Italy here uh, at the end of the week. So we're not going to see him till uh, till he gets back. So wish him well and uh, we'll see him next week. You know what? I had all kinds of stuff lined up, but you know something? I want to talk about this. I, I want to talk about what I heard while I was just getting ready to come up and sit down and, and do this. And that was a barber, right? A barber in Snohomish County, Washington, just outside of Seattle. He just got slapped with a $90,000 fine for opening his business. $90,000. Okay. I mean, we're not talking chump change here, right? This isn't just like a $500 fine or or something like that. This guy was being fined $5,000 a day for being open. He was cutting one person's hair at a time, okay? So it's not like he was he he had like a whole packed full house uh you know shop that he was running, nothing like that. The dude was cutting one person's hair at a time. He owes $90,000 in fines for reopening his shop. And he just got the bill the other day, and there was a story on it just today. And this is crazy. He's got 20 days to appeal this from Governor Jay Inslee out there. It was his order uh, under this. And so this guy's standing his ground. He stayed closed for five weeks, okay? So it's not like he stayed open the whole time. So he stayed closed for five weeks. He used his own social security check, okay? He used his own social security check to cover his rent for his business. Now, this guy's a veteran. He's He's a former Marine. And... He said it was important to him to reopen his business for his employees who are also veterans and they have families. So it was either that or everyone loses their jobs. Everyone loses their livelihoods. So now he's come out and he said that he has his U.S. Constitution and the good Lord looking out for him. He says, I'm not worried about anything else. They're not going to get a dime out of me. I hope you're right, sir. I I hope you're right. He said, I was in the Marine Corps. I've got good counsel here. And he's speaking about the state governor. He says, we'll beat him with the laws that we can live by, which be honest with you, I think these these sick tyrants are just making up laws as they go along. Uh, but mm-hmm. he says a lot of people don't understand how powerful the Constitution is, but they're going to find out. Uh, he said that he won't lose. He's not asking for help on the fine. He just wants to beat Governor Inslee and rub his nose in it. And you know what? Good on you, man. I, I fully support this guy. This, this is the height of BS, okay? I mean, it's bad enough you see something about, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars. Like the woman that was down in Texas, it all started with that one. Had her um, had her salon shut down. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, she- Shelly something, I think. I can't remember. Uh, she had her salon yeah. shut down. And she opened up and they slapped her with, I don't know how many thousands of dollars in fines. And so someone started a GoFundMe for her and she raised a half a million dollars within a day. And they actually put her in jail. Like they took her down. She spent a couple of days in jail. 
Uh, but this guy, this guy gets smacked with a $90,000 fine from the state of Washington out of, out of Governor Inslee's Washington. This piece of garbage. You know, I would ask who this fool thinks he is, the governor, but he is the governor, isn't he? He's the governor of the state of Washington. Well, yeah, he's the governor, but he doesn't have that kind of authority. And I, no. you know, I seriously hope this guy wins this. If it makes it to the Supreme Court with how conservative this court is and how wonderful they've been on on past rulings, uh, just ruled here recently about how Nevada is able to uh, tell churches they can't have full attendance. So in other words, government is able to regulate how much uh, peaceful assembly, uh, peaceful assemblies are, you know, how big they are. So not to mention your religious rights. So I'm, I'm hoping this guy wins the case. I'm, I'm legitimately concerned that uh, our our current government is just so far gone that he's going to lose it, and it's going to be a, a a big blow to freedom. Right here, where he says that uh, we'll beat him with the laws we can live by. A lot of people don't understand how powerful the Constitution is, but they're going to find out. You know something? I've been wanting these people in government to understand how powerful that document is, but clearly they don't give a damn about it. Now, no, I I don't want to get too serious this morning, but I saw this and I was just so shocked when I saw it. It, it was the dollar amount that did it to me. And I, I just wanted to talk about it because that's that's just there's just how how can we justify doing this to people? I mean, I, I look at the, something like this. I mean, I, I look at it as a good minded person with some common sense. And I think to myself, I, I couldn't do any of that. I, could, I couldn't have fined him ten dollars and been able to sleep at night and felt good about it. These these people in, in state governments and, and mayor's offices and city council people that throw these fines on people that are tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars or whatever for operating a business. You're, you're not you're not any people with any kind of decency if you do that. Public health or not. A simple, hey, would you mind? I think that would suffice in this case. And if someone says, yeah, we would mind. Well, then you swallow your pride if you have any and you go the hell home. And that's the end of it. $90,000 for cutting hair. You know something? I'm more annoyed with law enforcement in this than I am the governor. Um, you know, because we've seen governors get um, full of themselves and everything. And yeah, they, they technically have an oath to uphold the Constitution as well. But law enforcement is that thin blue line. They're, they're supposed to be there uh, not only upholding the law, but also upholding the Constitution. They take an oath to that. Right now, law—it is not law that you have to shut down your your shop, your store, your business. It is not law that you have to wear a mask. It is not law you have to socially distance. So, having law enforcement arresting people, serving warrants, serving uh, citations, what have you, to these people because they have their business open. Um, number one, you've violated your your oath to the Constitution, and you have violated your oath to uphold the law. That, to me, is more egregious than the governor. I agree. I agree. Where do you draw the line? Police officers shouldn't be enforcing this stuff. And that's what it is. You say, okay, well, I'm just following orders. Mm. Always starts that way. I was just following orders. And then it's always something else and something else and something else until you're down into it. And then you think, well, how in the world did we get here? Because you listened to the wrong people. But... Um, yeah, don't want to get into too much of that this morning. So uh, let's talk some other stuff. Let's um, let's jump over to some election stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. The Communist Party has endorsed Joe Biden in the 2020 <laughs> presidential election. 
that's not uh, a problem or anything, is it? No, no. The um, sure. the the Friend founder, communist. Yeah, the founder <laughs> and leader of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA told his followers in a statement on Saturday that they should vote for Joe Biden in the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. At this critical hour. See, it's a critical hour, Bruce. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're, we're at a critical time in America, right? We're, I, which I would mm. argue that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's true. We are at a critical true. time in America. Uh, at this critical hour. Differ. Yeah. Every appropriate means of nonviolent action must be utilized to remove this regime from power. Well, apparently oh, that's not regime. that's not. Yeah. Hmm. Well, nonviolent. That's not filtering too well down into the streets where you have your hordes, yeah. sir. Right. Right. And if those in are spite of protesters, though. Yes, those are peaceful. Pro- yeah. Well, he makes mention of that right here. He says, and if in spite of mass protests demanding the removal of Trump and Pence, this regime remains in power when it is time for voting, then using all appropriate means to work for the removal of this regime must include voting against Trump. Hmm. I I don't know if he he knows this, but how the U.S. functions typically, when you have a vote and the people vote for a president and they are elected and they're in office, no amount of protesting is going to get him removed. That's not how our system works. I mean, if you want him removed, you impeach him and then you... Get him out of there. Like you, you have to go the extra step to to evict him, if you will. And um, they weren't able to to the impeachment was absolute garbage nonsense. And uh, I mean, it was completely unfair. And they weren't able to dethrone him, evict him, whatever the words they want to use. And when we come up to the next election, that's how you that's how you evict him if you want him out of there. And if the American people agree with you, if the Electoral College agrees with you, then he won't be in. However, if they don't, well, he's going to be in. Tough. Yeah, but see, Marxists, though, I mean, they they look at everything as the struggle, right? So it's not about going through a legislative process. There is no legislative process in Marxism. None. So you can't teach that there is a process. Everything to them is about revolutionary action. And it starts to them with the struggle in the streets. So this is why he's saying that you need to uh, protest to try and remove someone, thinking that that's going to do it. Because they, Mm -hmm. a revolutionary, okay, a revolutionary, a revolutionary Marxist doesn't recognize the U.S. system or any political form of democracy. None of it. They don't recognize it. So to them, it's about the struggle. To them, it's about overthrowing something and replacing it with their system. They don't agree with the fact that you have to go through a legislative process because they want that abolished. So they can't be using that system. So you can't go through, use that process and then throw someone out. To them, it's got to be done by force. First by protest. Okay, you can't get it done by protest. Well, then you have to do it by force. The force part of it is what you're seeing in the streets of Seattle with Chaz, what you see or what what, what was Chaz. Um and then what's being done in Portland right now to try and burn the courthouse down. So to them, it's about a struggle. It's not about going through an actual process, which, yeah, uh, I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, but he says, to be clear, this means not a protest vote for some candidate who has no chance of winning, which I think he's talking about Biden, but actually voting for the <laughs> Democrat Party candidate, Biden. Well, you just that doesn't make any sense in order to effectively Maybe vote against about Trump. Bernie. I, I guess he could have been. He says, but you, you actually have to vote for the Democratic Party candidate, Biden, in order to effectively vote against Trump. So he's essentially saying, OK, well, vote for one to get rid of the other. OK, well, they do believe in voting, but usually they're rigged elections, so it doesn't really matter. Um, he says this election 
is different. Okay, how's it different? Representatives, uh, let me see. Uh, he added and still considers Biden and the Democratic Party representatives and instruments of this exploitive, oppressive, and literally murderous system of capitalism, imperialism. But all of that needs to be disregarded for now, as ousting Trump is more important. So see, they don't even like you as a Democrat. See, the Democrats to to someone like this, to a communist, a Democrat is not revolutionary enough, right? You're a counter-revolutionary in that system. But we see them more and more, you know, kind of drifting over to that party, uh, drifting over that party line. And they've said before, right, the Communist Party USA, they've come out before and they've said, why do we need to run a candidate? The Democrats do everything we need. So why do we need to run a candidate? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they've come out and they have um, they've thrown their support behind Biden, which that doesn't matter. You know, I mean, <laughs> they supported Obama twice. So that's I mean, that's that's nothing new. Uh, but that's that's where they are. But do uh, th- this baffles me when the Communist Party is endorsing someone. Wouldn't you yes. kind of want to go away from that? Commun- keep in mind, communists is like North Korea or Soviet Russia or China before it went to this pseudo capitalist system that they have now. I mean, why are you voting for someone that they endorse? I mean, you, you don't want those systems here. So, hmm. It's baffling to me. It's the people's choice, Bruce. It's the people's choice. Mm. So speaking of the people's choice, right, New York City. All right, uh, would you live in New York City? Well, excuse me. Let, let me no. I'll put this another way. Let me. Well, I know you wouldn't live up there. I wouldn't live up there either. Uh, would you vacation in New York City? Uh, you know, travel around, days, yeah. see the sites. Just, just yeah. experience it. Yeah. Yeah. See the sites, you know. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be able to eat like any egg rolls or, or pot stickers or anything because Governor <laughs> right. Cuomo wouldn't let you. Right. And then there's that 14 day quarantine you'd have to go through if you if you wanted to go there. Uh, because How I, racist, by the way. What? No, no egg rolls or pot sticker those are I don't understand that why why those those are foods? asian foods by the way it is yeah those are those are chinese, largely chinese dishes why, why that doesn't yeah, make any sense yeah. what is that like it i understand it's like an hors d'oeuvre and stuff like i get that but have you seen the egg rolls sometimes when you go to these restaurants down in like chinatown and stuff right they're huge they're meals in their own yeah it's like a chipotle burrito the size of those things so how is yeah. that how is that not a meal in certain cases you can't get pot stickers why can't you get pot stickers? That's crazy. What if I want to get okay? If all right, if it's like one pot sticker or something, I understand. But I don't think they sell just one pot sticker. Mm-mm. It's got to be like no. you know fifteen or twenty of them, <laughs> right? And not only that, if that's the case and you can't have those, then you can't have the the white person's version of it, chicken and dumplings. You can't have that then because that's essentially what it is. Well, they must be bad restaurants and bars if they do that. Mm. But mm. New York City has seen a crime spree. <laughs> Never would have guessed, huh? They've seen a crime spree. Bill well, de Blasio yeah, can't have their egg rolls and pot stickers. <laughs> right, right. Bill de Blasio, his uh, his administration is going to cut one billion dollars from the NYPD. We talked about it here before. One billion dollars. Now, the most expensive part of Manhattan is the Upper East Side. I mean, those are up around like you know Central Park area and, and things of that, things of that nature. So. What's been going on in the Upper East Side? Okay, that's up around the 19th precinct between East 59th Street and East 96th Street. So what's up there? That's most well. That's a that's a really rich part of uh, of Manhattan. There, they say that they're experiencing a. This is from the 19th precinct of the NYPD. Okay, we're experiencing a significant uptick in robberies. 27, in fact, in the last 28 days alone. Now you think, okay, well, that's one robbery a day. 
roughly. That's that's not too bad, right? It's just just one robbery a day. It's not too extreme or anything. Well, when you look back and you compare it to last year's numbers at the same time, you realize that that's a 286% increase compared to last year at this time. Now, five of these robberies were at gunpoint, which, by the way, New York has a total gun ban. So I'm not quite sure how they're having robberies at gunpoint because they're not allowed to have guns in, in New York. So I don't understand. Uh, I'm just, uh, just doesn't quite work in my head. Does he uh, take tw- the Lori Lightfoot? Does he take the Lori Lightfoot stance and say it's the fault of other states? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, well, I'm sure that, yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably what it is. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to say it um, for, mm-hmm. for that to, mm-hmm. you know, resonate with people. But 2020, right, just this year alone, uh, they're looking at a total now, this is just the 19th precinct, okay? This is not the whole city. Just 2020, gunpoint robberies are up to a total of 14. In 2019, the entire year of gunpoint robberies in the Upper East Side were four. You've got an additional 10 this year. That's a 250% increase in the last 12 months. There's only four. There's four months left, too. I mean, uh, hmm. it's just it, it's, it's just crazy. It, it's just crazy. You know, I, I find it funny that... The people that are in the ivory towers, you're in the top of the, uh, the these big buildings and all this stuff. You're you're out there talking about uh, how you're down with the people and you're you're supporting all these people and you're supporting all these movements. All you corporation people, you know, you you big business owners. Oh yeah, yeah, we're on board with all this. You think they're going to let you operate? You you think that's how it's going to work? It never works that way. The mobs always come for you. They might ignore you for a while, but they'll come for you. Mayor of Seattle, they uh. They came for her. All those people that were in Chaz. Oh, yeah, she was supporting them. She was enabling them, giving them bathroom facilities, trucking in supplies, giving them food. Oh, yeah. And then what happened? They decided they were going to march down to her house at three o'clock in the morning. And what happened? Then the next morning, all these people are dangerous. We've got to stop this. What was it that ESPN reporter? The, the ESPN uh, news reporter? He has his own show or something. He's out in Seattle. He lived above a Starbucks in his apartment up there. And the protesters uh, destroyed a Starbucks underneath of his apartment. And what did he say? Now, mind you, he's he's been in support of the uh, the, the protest. And what did he say? Oh, I'm going to have to buy a gun because uh, there's no sign of this stopping. You you people. Wait, I thought it was peaceful. Oh, the, the, these people are so stupid. It's- hmm. uh, by the way, we brought up uh, de Blasio there. Yeah. Do you know what his real name is? It's. William Wilhelm, something like that. Warren Wilhelm War- Jr. That's it. Warren Wilhelm Jr. Yeah, that's it. So no wonder he goes by de Blasio. I don't know that de Blasio is any better, though, <laughs> or Bill. Uh, well, he had anyway, to change his name because he was, was ironic. Yeah, he had to change his name because he was a uh, well, he was down in uh, in Nicaragua with about the same time Bernie Sanders was down there, I believe, supporting the uh, Sandinistas down there. Uh, and so, hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's odd how that stuff works out. It's odd how that stuff works out. So they come back to the U.S. and then they get involved in politics. I, I guess that's kind of a conspiracy theory. We, we don't do conspiracy theories here on the morning show. I guess I shouldn't get too too deep into that. But anyway, anything else you want to talk about this morning? Uh, do we want to make uh, make a quick mention of Beirut? Yeah, we can talk about Beirut for a minute. I mean, I saw the video. I saw mm-hmm, the videos, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, that's crazy, man. That That's crazy. That looks like a nuclear nuclear explosion, a small one, but it looked like a nuclear explosion. Right, right. A, um, so it, it's like right off the port there, there was a uh, weapons stockpile or, am, excuse me, ammunition stockpile. And um, you can see the ammunition start, ex- you know, going off. And I'm not sure what the cause of the fire is yet. Uh, but, uh, there was high explosive materials in there that, that caught fire and, uh, blew up. 
the last numbers I heard was something like 12 killed and a thousand injured or something like that. Um, the blast radius on that thing when it went up, geez, I mean, it was easily like three city blocks, right? Oh, yeah. The amount of damage yeah, yeah. we've seen in, in the videos. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, today sometime, um, which would have been in the evening for them, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would have been about that uh, because they're a couple hours ahead of me. But um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you could see some of like the uh, did you see the video of the poor guy that was standing on his balcony and then yeah. it exploded? So he got like he hunkered down and there's a glass wall underneath of the uh, the railing on his balcony and the shockwave just yeah. shattered the glass right in front of him. Just shattered it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've seen video of it was somebody like right next to the building on a, on a rooftop. Uh, as it exploded. Now, I'm assuming this person's okay because the video was uploaded, and I, I believe this one was an upload, and it, you know, it wasn't like a live stream or something. I've seen other video of people being in like apartment buildings or offices, and just the amount of debris and everything from it going everywhere. I mean, you know, it, it's a very large explosion, and the smoke, as you were saying, almost it, it like mushroom cloud and look like a um, nuclear explosion. And the the shockwave and everything. If you've seen the video of the the test back in the day that we did on uh, Bikini Island, it's reminiscent of that. How how that shockwave just goes out and you see the water vapor and everything. Yeah. Anyway pretty bad man that's pretty bad uh and then i saw that of course there was a tanker that was just outside in the harbor oh man if that thing would have gone up right yeah i mean it's been an it would have been even a um bigger disaster indeed all right man we are gonna have to jump out of here this morning so thank you for sitting down this morning bruce and sorry for being so serious i, I just i saw the ninety thousand, and i thought man all right we got to talk about that yeah we got we got to talk about that because that that's just crazy that is absolutely crazy no excuse for it but Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on today, and I hope everyone has a great morning.